You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to today's show with Skippy, social guest and co-host Chris Appel of the Ticket Stub Podcast. I love this music. This is great. Yeah, this is... Uh, I'm it's trying to start I'm trying, the morning off. I'm trying to uh, get in the mood. It's 906... We're broadcasting live on Lone Star Community Radio and, of course, worldwide IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We are on YouTube Live. Check us out our YouTube page at Mornings Lone Star and then Facebook Live on our Facebook page, Mornings Lone Star. It's all the same here, folks. Having a good time. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Great, great show in store because we've been gone for like four days or something like that, or four show days. I've missed you. I think. I'm not really sure. There were tears. But I know you guys have missed uh, Conroe traffic and weather. Let's get that done. Do you got the weather report? I got the weather. It's already 84, but it's only going to get up to 96 today. So the days of breaking 100 seem to be behind us for right now. Only a 1% chance of rain, but cloudy all day. Uh, Partly cloudy all through uh, next week. Uh, Maybe Monday and Tuesday going to have some thunderstorms. But, hey, that'll bring down the temperature. Uh, Winds coming out of the south. Sorry, the east, according to... To the official Lone Star Weather Tree outside my window. There you go. And traffic report in the Montgomery County area. I know Sean was part of an accident. I'm not really <laughs> just uh, a witness. I was just not. It was a uh, okay. Fender benders from behind. When some guy like merges into another lane and there's somebody already there. What's that? is that a, a door ding? Fender bender. Well, fender bender. You know, fenders are the front and back, so you yeah. think someone so. Yeah, side I, swipe. There side you go. Swipe, a side, yeah. swipe. side swipe. So a minor side, just long enough to put me about 10, 15 minutes behind as, as they complained at each other. It's funny when Come the on, person you stayed. Yeah, I was. I was literally right behind it, so you couldn't move. I, yeah, well, tri- have you been on Woodlands Parkway in the eight o'clock hour? There's no moving around it. Plus, they they needed me. Oh, to... and they literally did it on top of the 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 bridge. No, uh, near Six Pines. Okay. So how could you not get around? It's like a three-lane deal. Well, because also I witnessed an accident, so it was a so law-abiding citizen. Yeah, because they're like, oh, hold on, did you see what happened? And I said yes, and so it was funny because the person who actually did the the you didn't moving see. was yelling so loud at the other person for being there. You were in my blind spot. I mean, <laughs> not my problem, but... You, know, you should have done it says, whoever opens up their checkbook will <laughs> be... You know, I can't remember too much, but the color green tends yeah. to uh, open up the old brain cells. You're a better man than me, because I would have just been like, I didn't see nothing. See ya. No, that's when I cause the accident. That's when I take off and oh, burn yeah. rubber. <laughs> if I'm a witness, I make up for it. Yeah, I mean, that's nice that you stayed, I guess, for that one character. That's why everyone needs dashboard cams, so they can't depend on Sean Thompson. I remember I was working. <laughs> I was doing yard work for a shopping center, and it's one of the shopping centers that, you know, they have this drainage things before you go into the shopping centers like little bridges sometimes mm-hmm. while well, sitting there like probably two feet into the the, uh, the the trench and all of a sudden a car i hear a loud boom and i'm with the mower kind of at an angle and all of a sudden i look up and there's a car that comes in like a like a breached whale like or whatever coming from the water like <laughs> oh, wow oh wow like right next to me probably like four feet and i was just like oh man that's pretty crazy and yeah. the guy gets out he's totally fine and then he's like, did you see that? And I'm like, well, I saw a car almost hit me, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> and he was trying to get me to be a witness. And he was like, you need to tell like that guy who did all this stuff. And I was like, sir, I was in a trench 
I was like, I couldn't even see the road like well enough to know what exactly happened. And he really wanted me to stay. And I was just like, I got to finish this. I got to finish this stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to stick around. And well, anyway, the worst thing is I had to stick around cause I had to finish my job. And so a cop comes over, like he goes, there he is. There's that kid. And I was like 14 <laughs> at the time. 15 is like, there's that kid. And then, uh, the cop comes up to me and starts asking me all these questions. And I was like, I don't know how many times I could say I didn't see anything. Like, I don't know who you, I guess that's the, that's the unfortunate thing about being a person who is in an age group or a group of people that you don't normally believe. You tend to believe another person. Cause he, the cop totally believed the other guy saw it. And he's like, now young man, like you, you can tell me, you, you can, you can tell me, <laughs> don't feel intimidated by this guy. And I'm like, I was, I didn't see anything. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? And he's like, excuse me? I was like, you can tell me whatever you want me to say. I'll say it. And he's like, thank you. Well, do you think that dashboard cams would be the next extra offered as a like factory installation on cars? I hope not. I don't want people to see what I do on the road, if anything. But happens. they do anyways. You know, you can just throw your, your phone up there yeah, and, and record it. Because I've seen, I'm sure you've seen those memes. Uh, uh, usually they happen in other countries like Sweden or England or or Hong Kong, where, you know, someone just standing, uh, sitting at a red light, and the person gets in front of them and runs backwards into them. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And these are the ones that they catch uh, with the dashboard cam going, you just screwed up. You Because you, they'll do, they'll throw themselves on the car, uh, or, or someone, you, there's one where someone just takes their motorcycle and starts, you know, backpedaling like Fred Flintstone, <laughs> hits the car, flips onto the hood, and the woman you see her just get out of the car, smiling and pointing to the guys. See you guys? See the camera in my car? And they go like running off. I do watch those dash cam videos from overseas. It's like in Russia and just like car wrecks and people doing stuff. I do watch those quite a bit, actually. They're pretty entertaining. So I think, yeah, it could be one of those things because, you know, I get 10% off my insurance just for having a car alarm. So, you know, add another 10% off for having a dashboard cam. You know what I hate? I hate those things that they that some insurance companies have where you plug it in to the the car and it and it tells you if you're speeding and if yes. you just keep it under like a certain amount you get a discount. I'm like no way cuz yeah. They they would catch me doing too much stuff, I think. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. Well, I I actually am kind of interested to see if there's a listener out there who has a dash cam like which one to get and how 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 effective is it? Because I imagine it's it's one of those things that you never think about until you have it, and you're like, oh, thank you, because I got in a wreck because of this. But one thing that I have I laugh is you can get, I think you can get a full 360 of your car. Because I know people can put it on the front, but then I know people can put them on their back, and then you can put them on, Well, like, great, then you can get a 360 view of not only the traffic I'm fighting, but also me belting out Broadway tunes as I'm driving <laughs> along. Well, that's always, awesome. I, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you got to have it if you want to protect yourself, because... How often? How many accidents have y'all gotten in, and y'all had the guy, like you said, respond, the lady or whoever, just like it's your fault immediately? Oh, it happens like every time. Every time. Every time. It's it just usually, human nature. It usually is my fault, so I'm just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I did it. The only accident I ever gotten in, it was I was, uh, it was my fault. But then I asked the the guy because it was one of those things where I was in a uh, shopping center. And I was turning left out. Well, I went left, right, left, and I when I did it, he hit the bed of my truck, and I was like, I just don't remember seeing a person. And then uh, when the cop came, he was trying to talk, and the the, the man who hit me was uh, didn't speak English, 
And so I, I go and I, and I, um, I asked the cop, I was like, do you know any Spanish? And he's like, yeah, I do. Like, can you just ask the guy how fast he was going? Cause like, I'm logically, I was like, I didn't see anybody and there's a turn right there. So like, I think he might've been like really speeding because the only way he can cover, you know, like the 20 yards is if he was going like 50 and my car was, I mean, it got the truck bed almost came off and oh, wow. uh, luckily it was a big truck. So I didn't really feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and so he turns to the guy and asks how fast he was going and you could just see on the guy's face, like, Oh, uh, like, uh, and he said something in Spanish, so I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> well, good on you. And it was it was really weird. I was like, and the cop was like, "Yeah, you're good to go." Like he didn't want to do insurance. He didn't want to do that stuff. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Last year, I got re uh, rear ended on uh, 105 at a light. I was stopped at a light. Somebody hit me, and the guy took off. Well, he came up to the car and he said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know, and I said, okay, well, let's just pull over here and exchange in- insurance. He's like, okay. So I pull over, and he just takes off. And I wasn't even paying attention because I thought he would pull over to get everything. So you know, I had to eat that one. There have been, yeah, I have to admit, there's been one or two where I've dinged someone in the back. Uh, you know, where you know there's no damage. Mm-hmm. And my brain's like, you know, alternate reality, Sean could just take off with burning rubber right now. <laughs> they won't catch me. <clears throat> but I stopped each time. But uh, Last time, yeah, someone dinged me. Uh, we were on sawdust and I pulled over in the parking lot and he starts to do the turnaround. So I'm making sure he can't get past me. He finally gives me some, uh, insurance information, file the claim. They call me. This insurance does not exist. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had a fake policy thing. Well, that's one thing I, I can't imagine being the insurance person who works those claims because I wonder how often it happens like that where someone's like you hit or they hit you it's their fault and they go oh, it's my fault sorry but then two days later they claim it on you because i think my brother mm-hmm. who's notorious in our family for being in several accidents like to the point where he almost lost his insurance several times because of how many and he like i would say he's 50 50 like 50 his fault 59 his fault and then pretty much every single time something's happened to him they try to claim his insurance after the fact oh wow mm-hmm. and has that never happened to y'all no no Oh, yeah, they will. Uh, yeah, there have been several accidents that I've been involved with that each time they, the other person tries to say it was me, and that's why I take pictures everywhere. This one guy, 99 times out of 100, I will have the not let anyone leave till the cops show up for mm-hmm. the police report. This time I was in a hurry. The other person seemed to be in a hurry, so I was like, okay, just give me the information. We'll be fine, and that's what bit me because as soon as the cops show up, they can run it, and there you go. Mm-hmm. So what would your advice be? Always call the cops, even in a fender Unfortunately, bender? yeah. I would say yes as well. Well, like in this scenario, these dudes hit each other. Would would you not pull over? Did I say that again now? Sounds like they just stayed there in the middle of the lane. Yeah. Uh, well, would you it was, not it was try to get, lane. Would you not try to get out of the way? I think that's what the uh, police have instructed people to do is just get out of the lane of traffic and then they'll kind of figure out the deal. Exactly. exactly. And that's what, what you can do. Run out with your camera, phone camera, just take a picture of it right there. Whose tires are over the line at that moment. Cause it was obvious that the, the person <clears throat> who was trying to turn left thought he was clear, just jerked the wheel over, got the guy on the door. Cause traffic's bad enough. So if you have a wreck, get out of the way. Cause I got places to go. I was thinking about that. Yeah. We need a cop, like the the standard cop comes in. If you're an officer and you want to be on the radio, let us know. Because I got some questions for you. <laughs> like, do we need to get out of the way or not? What's the best case scenario? I imagine, like, safety first, right? 
Safety first. Yeah. Cause like you but you, make sure you don't go more than like 50 yards because then you're leaving the scene of the accident. Okay. Because I feel like if you did get in an accident and your arm's broken, you shouldn't worry about moving the car. Well, in that case, yeah. But a fender bender or a door ding. But if you can, you know, like I said, I got places to go. You should go ahead and uh, try to well, use one arm Sean to drive the didn't car take your over. advice. Your advice is just to leave. You're the witness. You're like, nope, don't got time for this. <laughs> Well, we know where you you lie on your uh, loyalty. I'm trying to, the to build show. up some good hooju. You know, get some <laughs> yeah. good karma going. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Hello, welcome back to Morning's Lone Star with Dick Skippy and Chris Appel. And if his name was Jem, oh, he... a podcast. I think his name should be Jem because that way when he goes to France, they'd ask him his name, he'd say Jem Appel, Jem Appel. Yeah, water I, I used to make that joke, actually. You get the nervous radio throat? If I got it going, is, I'm t- what is that? Me, me, me. 
No, I'm okay. I'm a little worried about you. Am I forcing it? I don't know. When you start going... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Been there, there we are. Been there. 922 Let's do a proper introduction. Chris Appel is a co-host of the Ticket Sub podcast, which is live every noon o'clock on Thursdays here on Lone Star Community Radio. You're also the GM. Is that the right term? Yes. GM of the Grand Theater over there in North Conroe yep. on League Line Road. And uh, that's on the west side of League Line Road. And uh, it's a great theater. I go there. That's the theater I go to. And, yeah, that's about it. Like, he's that's that's where he comes from. So if we're talking movies, he knows a little bit about it. And he knows how movies are played, how it's operated, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which is really cool. So if you have questions for Chris while we're on the show, we're on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, so feel free to just randomly chat that in, and if they're appropriate, we'll yes, extend please, them to— Please be nice about it. He's on Twitter. You're on Twitter I'm at on, Chris Appel, right? It's uh, at uh, V-E-C-L-A-P-P-E-L, at the You're Clapple, very involved guess, so. with Twitter, so he, you yes. love to have fans. I'm on Twitter a lot, actually. So that's good. And uh, you also—would you say you're you're a movie collector, and this is personally what I know. You collect things from movies. You're you, you do like doing that. Yes, I have a lot of movie memorabilia. Memorabilia, that's the right word? It is. Like, okay, uh, do you have memorabilia? I have some. I lost now, some over the years. What's the Divorces diff- and floods. All right, so what's the difference from like me going to Sharper Image and buying the Predator statue? And then, because like Chris doesn't do that. Chris, you actually do auctions. Like you get yeah, the clothes, the stuff that... from memorabilia is actually part of the movie. So you know, okay. sharper image, getting the the stormtrooper costume. What does that count? What is that? What is that? Just fanboy merchandise? Yeah, it's merchandise? merchandising yeah. that. This okay. was. Uh, I remember. Uh, I think it was at Disney World at the Orlando and looked in this memorabilia shop, and they would have wooden, crudely done wooden uh, phasers for Star Trek movies that were going for three thousand dollars because. You know, George Takai held this one in his hand in Star Trek Four kind of thing. Like I remember they were doing it was the Batman Begins trilogy and they were having an auction for pretty much every little thing they made in that movie. Oh, every batarang? Like yeah, yeah, the batarang they were selling them for like a hundred bucks a piece. Mm -hmm. And they're the metal ones. Oh, that's a pretty good deal. So if it's from the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they had a whole collect because they made probably a hundred of them. And uh, it was kind of one of those funny things that you wouldn't think of, oh, why would I want to buy that? But then again, I mean, if you're into that kind of stuff. Some people are. Um, I'm into getting autographs, you know, like book from authors myself. That's my gig more than movie memorabilia. Uh, to the point where, like, you have a bookshelf that's literally all signed authors, or do you just kind of put them together? Yeah, part of my— Like, my, say you died, and I'm, like, taking all your stuff. Well, you'd have to find my son for it. Cause well, he I, knows. I, okay, I'm not talking, like— you know, what's in the will? I mean, like, do you have a special <laughs> section that's all signed books? I actually have— a selection. Uh, there's a publisher called Franklin Mint. Okay. And they have some really high-end leather-bound books. And I have uh, my mother. My folks got it for me as a kid, so I have them. In fact, I'm going up to Dallas this weekend to get them because uh, my sister was holding them, and my son will get them. They are autographed books from Kurt Vonnegut, Gore Vidal, and these are yeah. That guy's so old though. Like, who cares about them? Because the second they die, it takes like two generations. John Updike. We're we're talking. Yeah. This was a this was a series that came out in the seventies, so a lot of those authors who are now dead, I have their autographs in these you books. You know what? I, I was thinking about this the other day, and like, oh, kind of a worldview is. I feel like the younger generations, and I guess as you get older, they say this about every generation, but I don't see them caring about that kind of stuff. 
and I don't know if it's the way our society is like we're we have access to the internet and like just our it's less autographed more selfie yeah but like what what do you see being valued in the like say two generations from now because like Kurt Vonnegut of course he's he basically you know inspired a a generation he Mm -hmm. was one of those people that inspired generation but you know six years six generations from now would I mean I just don't I just don't know would you not want uh, an autograph of Mozart I mean, I don't know. I don't know if people would care about that in six generations. I, I hope it's. I hope it's movie costumes because uh, that's what I'm banking on. <laughs> well, well like, I my... guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is like today's art, for example, like the Picassos. I feel like that's so disconnected from the normal viewpoint of art that only people who care about that are rich people. Only like it, and there might be a few art students out there. I feel like that might be like, oh, the beauty of Picasso, but because I was taught it, but I just don't see it being the normal thing now. To really, like, can anyone name a Picasso painting besides you, Sean? Probably not. Oh well, Brett probably could. Let's. let's but keep I, an so eye. I'm saying, like, it's a. Gener- I think as generations go, but it's not the name. It's the look of it. It's like I couldn't tell you what a Picasso painting looks like if I saw like three similar artists. I could be like, oh, that's Picasso. Well, that's not your, your your bag. Yeah, baby. but don't you think that takes away from the value, the overall value of it, though? As like, say, each generation forgets like ten percent of it. I, and then it could be a generational thing, but an art lover is an art lover, and art is one of the few things that actually appreciates over time. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with the autographs. The second someone dies, my pride and joy is when I lived in England, I got a first uh, edition copy of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. the original when it first came out. When he came out, uh, Adams came out with the second book. He came to my bo- local bookstore. I stood in line. I got his autograph. So I have a first printing. You should have told people that. Well, no, it's under lock and key, and my son, uh, he, he calls me every now and then to make sure it survives the floods and stuff because he knows he gets that. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, son, put down the pillow. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see those those values that are like the your generation, my generation? Like, I'm thinking about my generation. What do you think there's – like we don't have a Kurt Vonnegut per se. Like, <laughs> yeah, you've got Twilight. Yes, yeah, I'm saying like <laughs> – I think Do I really want to think of Harry Potter first generation being as valuable as a Kurt Vonnegut or, uh, you know, the Hitchhiker's Guide first edition? Like, well, every really generation know. has its lions. Because uh, everything's becoming digital, so it's kind of hard to have a tangible thing that I'm going to put in a briefcase, like, a, like, like in a briefcase or someone hide it, and I'm going to save it. But I'm trying to think, like, oh, I have the original iPhone. Go to your Space Cadet Collectible Collectibles, which is in the Woodlands, and yeah. they have, or or Fat Ogre, and they have... Well, they have movie stuff. They have movie stuff, they have comic stuff, and they have figurines, and that's where I think the money's being spent, though, where it's it's memorabilia, but not directly from the movie. This is not this is one well, of like, the dreadlocks. One thing, one thing I always thought was really cool was people would buy a frame from a movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I was like, I would really like that. That would be something I would be into. But then no one, no one films on film, really. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's probably a low statistic about saying every movie produced in 2018 is made on film. Well, you could also get uh, from Disney the back hard in drive? the day. Can I get the hard drive? Yeah, right. You can get from Disney back in the day a handwritten cell. Yep. You know, like a sketch from, from one of the— Yeah. I just don't know. I'm trying to figure out my mind besides sports that will have that collector's attitude. Unless the you know Beanie Babies come back or something like I don't really know. Cars, classic cars are always good. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be forever, just yeah. because people like you know that kind of. Thing. Until they outlaw the internal combustion engine. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, then it become really popular. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, 
I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think about it because today what people value the younger age is technology. And but the technology always is changing, so it's hard to put like nostalgic value to it because no one wants to use an old iPhone. Well, uh, you just use the magic word or nostalgia. We're generations, me in particular, you two, sort of, kind of, of nostalgia. We want to hold on to some past stuff, this signature, this photograph. Yeah. Uh, well, the like, current young generation is instant gratification yeah. and and attention deficit disorder. You, you know, oh, I love this. Oh, oh, until this one comes along. Like, for example, I grew up on video games, and now that's something, like, they have stores, like brick-and-mortar stores where you can buy old video games. Mm -hmm. But me being in a technology person, I was like, I don't even need to buy those. I can just download them. But every 20, 30 years, it, it comes back. People are buying the old consoles. The old yeah. Segas are coming back. Vinyl's coming back. Every 20, 30 years, it does yeah. circle around. What was old is now hip again. I remember when they said LPs are gone, of, of vinyl records. They're gone. They're never coming back. Everything's cassette then everything's cd and everything's downloaded it's all dead technology i'm having a problem i lost my vhs player in the flood because unfortunately it was on the floor i'm wanting to replace it i'm having to spend a couple hundred bucks just for what five years ago would have been a six dollar vhs player oh wow because they're making a comeback you know the kids are getting their parents what's in the attic Blow off the dust of this Terminator. <laughs> yeah, you gotta I, be well, I was listening Star to Wars you. First Edition. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a stand-up comedian called Doug's name is Doug Stanhope? I've heard the name, but I don't. He's know a very a very niche, and he was talking about he he's been releasing his specials on VHS limited order. <laughs> and I was like, wait, like what? And then he's like, yeah, he was say, talking to some guy, and the exact same reaction I had. He's like, yeah, we just do you know thirty minute special on VHS. You just you have a, you put it on eBay. He puts everything on eBay. <laughs> But, I mean, I, I get that it's nostalgic, but it's more of, like, what's going to have the impact of that? And I'm very interested to see if, like, say when I was born till today or the next generation, like, what are they going to value? Because there's a lot of things that happened in the 80s and the 70s and 60s that kind of revolutionized everything. Uh, like, the way we eat, the way we move, and the way we talk to people. But what's the next one? I, I know no one can really project it, but I just don't see... I think right now we're in the throes of just tunnel vision everyone's got blinders on everyone's faces noses in their phones it's what they get today a kid today could get a picture of vonnegut and will delete it to make room for the next selfie well because there's you just no sense those, of value on that, that but i think that pendulum will come big, back around you're a big sci-fi fan and i know a lot of like futuristic sci-fi shows or books or anything they always have an element of Oh, you're the guy who wrote the new Bible, basically. Sometimes, sometimes, like that's kind of part of the story. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, always thinking to myself, in the future, no one's going to read anything, right? Like that's going to be such a limited amount of population who's going to sit down and read something. No, you'll you, always have it. I, no, I, you'll have I've it. I've lived through. You'll the... have it. I'm talking about the general population. Well, I think, yeah. I think every year we lose a little will... bit of that every year. Nobody yeah. has time. There's no time. There's no. But We're losing will... time. You got to be on the go twenty four seven now, yeah. and available with your phone twenty four seven. And there's, there's, because if I'm releasing a book today, I'm hoping I have a good audio version. Yeah, like I imagine that's in the conversation of the publishing table. It's like who's going to be doing the voices of my audio book? Oh, yeah, you know, with my novel, my publisher and I, it was just when ebooks were first starting to come out, and she was like, "Should we do an ebook version?" We talked about it. I was like, "Ah, let's let's wait." We never did. And it's like we missed out on that, yeah, because it was just beginning. Now it's the norm or an audio. I would just person. love to see the stats on that if it's changed at all. It is because Chris is right. People are more and more on the go. Um, 
there are those who still read telegrams or watch something on you can VHS. still do that not nearly as you can i didn't know you could still do that yeah i'm gonna do that still a thing i'd send a telegram just once a year just to keep it going i gotta look up how you even do that go to western union oh okay i just want to see the stat i like to see the numbers on mm-hmm. like how many people are really buying books today than they were well, the, know, the, the hard copies ago. yeah uh much less than before because there was no alternative yeah it's, but then I think it's you think it's fair to combine everything. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like I always felt I always felt it was odd that someone said, "Oh, I read that book," but then you learn, "Oh no, they listened to it." And I was just kind of like, I don't know, man. I feel like the three discipline, years ago, I'd I feel, be I feel like the discipline of reading is a little bit more than the discipline of listening. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I've, I've actually changed my mind on that. Three years ago, I would have had such contempt on all things. Well, what's not necessarily contempt? It's, no, I'm would, coming from like it's, me, it's, it's it not contempt. the same. It's not, but I'll take it. It's almost like uh, we were talking about the Nielsen ratings just the other day. Yeah. Where they're all, they were all based on who watched it right then and there. And then shows were getting canceled. They're like, we know people are watching. Everyone's talking about them. They realized TiVo, VHS, mm-hmm. what was it called? Time shifting. That's what, you know, when we record something on our VHS, when you could set your VHS to record, or then there was TiVo, and then before DVR, and they realized they'd have to add in after the fact viewership. Yeah. That is just a straightforward box on, you know, a Nielsen box on somebody's top of somebody's TV was no longer an accurate reflection by itself because no one watches stuff. Even if I'm watching a show live, I'll be DVRing it. And then 10 minutes into the show, that's when I'll start watching. That way I can start skipping the commercials. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the show, I'm pretty much caught up. But do you think, say, audiobooks become more popular? Mm -hmm. Do you think that will influence writers in the way they write? Ooh, not good writers. Well, that's what I'm saying, because I, I imagine there's certain books out there, older books, that won't sound very pleasing. Well, yeah, well, think about it. Try doing an audio book version, not a dramatization. Of the, of the encyclopedia? Of the encyclopedia, of anything Shakespeare. That'd be great. See, I'm going to write. I'm, gonna, I'm in the process of working out writing one, and I really want to talk it. Like into see, a tape recorder see, that's or something. I'm, I'm wondering how mm-hmm. if that's going to influence. So, and, and that would definitely be different than typing it out. I but think. so today, and I'm going to ask the audience this too: if you, because so, someone says I read that book, but then they really mean they listened to it, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's I think it's dishonest. Because if, if they say, and I, I'm using the misnomer on purpose, but I read it on audiobook, I'll give it to them. Because at least there's there's some kind of effort being made. They're stuck in traffic. But if they say, oh, I, it's like uh, the kid well, doing they, the book they report say, based they on they the cliff notes. Why can't they say they listened on audio? That, that's why I said as long as they indicate that there was an audio format involved. Otherwise, they are the kid that turns to the book report based on the cliff notes. Did you read the book? Uh, yeah, I read the book and the cliff notes. But, yeah, it was, what I always love is someone, like, you know, in the – in college, like, oh, did you read this in eighth grade? I was like, yeah, I read it, but I don't remember one thing from it. <laughs> I guess it just didn't, books don't really stick with me. Well, it's like when I read <laughs> Catcher in the Rye again as an adult, I, I forgot how bad it sucked when I read it the first time. I'm just not a fan of the book. But there You're you listening go. to Morning's Lone Star 937. We got to take a break. We're what? hanging out with Chris Appel, GM of the uh, not movie tavern. Oh, almost did. No, almost no, did. No, yeah, you almost did. The sister theater, uh, the grand theater <laughs> over there in Conroe. If you got movie questions or anything like that, like, does Chris clean the toilets? He does. He was doing something I when I walked in. I have on occasion. Am I the oh, only nice. member of <laughs> this group? Am I the only member of this group who hasn't professionally cleaned toilets? 
Well, no, I was in okay yeah. military days. But I you were in the theater, count. right? You you do the theater. True. Theater okay. bathroom. Yeah, that's true. There you go. That's true. All, All right. Everybody's got to do we'll that. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. We were at the Three Amigos. That's right. Chris Appel with the Ticket Stuff Podcast is our special co-host today. If you have a movie question, visit us on Facebook Live because we're broadcasting live and on YouTube. And, of course, Skippy's with us. Uh, Dennis has a question. Do theaters have to pay per showing of a movie or is it one price and the show it as often as possible? I guess when you're buying it from the film uh, distributors. There's a film rental cost 
and it's a one-time fee. Okay. I, as I believe it's a one-time fee, and then we so show what, it as much as we oh, want. What happens if, and this, I'm just curious, like, I know you can rent space on yeah. certain theaters. I don't know about the Grand. Yeah, you can. But can I rent it and play a movie? You can play one that's not currently playing in theaters. Uh, so I could just do the Three Amigos. Uh, you could, but I don't think you could sell tickets to it. Okay. If it was just like you and your friends or something, you could do that. Uh, but if you if a private party, are you gonna yeah, you could put together that. a private viewing party the Three Amigos for us? No, I was just curious how the how that well, works. Well, now you're teasing me. Well, if I was gonna rent a theater, you think I watch the Three Amigos? I'm a big screen. You betcha. No way. Way. No way. That'd be a good deal. Right? We'd watch something more entertaining like Under Siege. <laughs> Under Siege 2 the yeah. next day. Yeah. <laughs> a Steven Seagal marathon. Speed 2. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I was always wondering that, so how that would work That is legally. interesting because, you know, in, in theaters, uh, when you get a, a put on a production, you are charged, you, you have to provide the play publisher the number of seats in your theater, the number of tickets you anticipate selling, at what price, how many showings. And that'll determine what your royalties are on that. Well, especially with music, I know a lot of local venues have trouble with those royalty people because if you play any music, like through a radio, like I think they can get on you if you play a like a thing through your phone, like you're on your phone, so you're cleaning the bar or something, and they come in by chance and you're playing that music. Oh, that's a performance. You can't be doing that in here. Like I think it's that strict. Oh, wow. So I'm interested. I was interested to see how that works because you, y'all rent. Can I rent something? Can I do like anything I want? Like I'm talking like pretty dirt. much. I mean, we've had people run an auditorium, play Xbox on the big screen. That doesn't uh, seem very oh, efficient. No, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but how would you like? In my youth, I would invite a lot of friends and put on Caligula, see what happens. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Right. yeah. See that we we don't want that though. We'd bring the tarps. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> we said anything, so you still open the doors. But, uh, no, that's a good question. Thanks, Dennis, for asking that. Because I know that's actually – I read that that's the problem with small small theaters where they have one or two screens, and that's the issue they're having with Disney and the fear of Disney purchasing Fox, so they're going to continue there. Uh, if you didn't know this, Sean, they have a rule. Certain movies they produce have a rule where they're required the theater to show the movie a maximum or minimum amount of times. Mm -hmm. And smaller theaters are having trouble with that because they can't have variety. That Basically, if Star Wars comes out and they have one theater, then they have to show Star Wars for five weeks or something yeah. like that. Which, I mean, I don't know if that really hurts their business or not, but they don't want that. Well, with uh, with IMAX and big screen formats, yeah. Disney will lock them into pretty much the duration of having the film in IMAX. Yeah, but again, like I see why what other movies are coming out that's competing that you really want to show. Like, to me— Well, I think the smaller well, houses— The smaller houses I get. Because yeah. well, they'll but, be able to uh, concentrate on the independents or the small studios, the, the non— you know, it's like okay, you guys go stand in line at the you know seventeen screen, Cinemark over there. We're going to be showing Memento, yeah, you know, or a, a Christopher Nolan retrospective, and I think that's what will keep them alive and flourishing. Well, like today, you're doing Princess Mononoke at seven p.m. tonight. Uh, yeah, I forgot what day it was. That, that sounds right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all. I'm not sure what day. Yeah, I'm going to try to go tomorrow. Yeah, but it's we've the, got it's uh, it's the it's the subtitle version tonight, and I'm like. Holly's like, I don't do subtitles. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Is she going to listen to it in the original Japanese? That's what that's what they're playing tonight. And then tomorrow is the dub version. Tomorrow at 2 and 7, we have the 1989 Batman. <gasps> really? Yeah. What? We played it Sunday, too. I stepped in there for the opening credits. With that's opening cool. Theme music and stuff. It's just so awesome. 
I, I remember watching that when it for the night it I did came too, out. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, because one thing that I really thought was funny about the movie business in the surrounding area, because luckily I grew up near Houston or in Houston, where you could pretty much see any mainstream movie or I would say second tier like independent film. But it always made it, it was always funny, and like when you're in a, like I for example I was in Abilene for school, they would have like select movies at the theaters. I always wonder who influenced. Oh, let's put Napoleon Dynamite in here, but it won't be at one theater for one weekend. And I'm like, man, like who decides that? Because I don't know. Like, Probably the bean counters. They'll look at the demographics saying, mm-hmm. okay, this neighborhood is most likely to watch Napoleon Dynamite. And but we can only uh, rely on maybe like, two do you days make of that decision? word of mouth. Uh, no, no. So the corporate makes that decision, like yeah, you're going to yeah. be doing these films this week or this. Yeah, month I mean, or... we know we know demographics just by previous grosses of yeah. films. Like we at, at the Grand, we have a, a large senior crowd, so anything to do with with that raunchy stuff like Killigula. Oh yeah, would yeah, that, that would out. kill. Yeah. No, yeah. So those those don't necessarily do good, and R-rated movies really don't do that well for us. But uh, family stuff and and movies that have older stars, like a Diane Keaton movie or or something along those lines do really really well really yeah interesting Mm -hmm. makes sense like the last one what was it Uh, the book club that killed killed for us so wow yeah it makes sense but i wouldn't have thought of it Mm -hmm. what what didn't kill could you tell us right now Um, like how did that skyscraper movie do in your opinion at the theater uh, it did pretty good for us Yeah. yeah yeah um is it movies like that you get your first weekend before like the bad reviews start coming in or people start talking about well, it? Well, did anyone really expect the skyscraper to be a great movie? No, but I think everybody expected it to do more than it did. I mean, The Rock has been such a bankable star over the past few years, and it seems like maybe he just had some overexposure, maybe, and that's why this one didn't do. Because he's just done like three in a row, hasn't yeah. He? That's why this didn't do so well, but uh, but still, I mean, it's still a hit. So. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Take it from there, Dick. Okay, what's the most illegal thing you've seen in the studio? Like, we're, like making out and stuff, or is there any in the in the theater? In the theater, yeah. In the auditorium. Um, and and certainly not at what's the theater. What's the worst situation you've ever encountered? Uh, people uh, making love. Are you serious? Like oh, full yeah. out? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has happened. Were they drunk? Uh, no, this was during the day. It's that older crowd. It's that older crowd, man. Yeah. They're wild. The book club, yeah. Hey, it's the only time we got available to us, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But when you would think, okay, we're going to do this in in an auditorium that's empty, but it wasn't. Oof. There was probably twenty five other people in there, and we walked in there, and you could hear them because <laughs> somebody complained. But I have bad night vision. Would I get in trouble for filming that? Because I'm filming it inside the theater. As long as you yeah. don't point it at the screen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably be all right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, but I have bad night vision, so I could hear them. So you them, couldn't identify me then. But I couldn't see them. You don't have the little airplane guidance flashlights? It, yeah, but they, I can't see very well. You and, guys need that, that, so that you, you technology. Literally, so you walked in, and instead of like finding them, you go, hey, hey, hey I hear you. No, no, I, I went <laughs> up to, I, I followed my ears, and I went up to the back row, and I saw like movement. But, you know, you don't want to get this wrong. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to, you don't want to go up to somebody. So I actually had to get pretty close. And it, it came off like, you know, I was maybe just watching them. But I wasn't because I couldn't really see anything. But I finally, once I figured it out. I couldn't maybe, see anything. Maybe, I waited 20 minutes. Maybe your minutes brain much. was not wanting to see yeah, it. Yeah, but I didn't see anything. But 
Sure. There's you, definite, can, you can keep saying that. Definite, definite <laughs> movement. You. There was moving around. and I didn't see anything. I tried. I stood there for 20 minutes. Couldn't yeah. see, see it. See, that's one of those things that I imagine being the GM or like a person of authority and someone come up to you and going, hey, hey, uh, Chris, uh, there's a couple <laughs> making love in theater 13. Making sweet, sweet um, love in the background. And then I'd be like, I bet they wouldn't say they're making love, would they? Would they probably? They, probably not. No. no, Chris was being and I, um, I radio be, friendly. Oh, man, that'd be so funny. <laughs> Oh, well, can people? Okay, so let me ask the. Uh, we don't. You don't have to tell us the rules and stuff, and like what you can get away with not. So if I'm a patron in there, I'm trying to watch Steven Seagal, and these people behind me are doing this. Can I get like a a comp ticket or something? Because that's kind of like messing messing with my, uh, my experience. We, I mean, when you buy your ticket, we are responsible for the presentation of the actual film. Okay, so if that presentation is disrupted, I mean, it depends on what theater chain you go to, but. I mean, we we always, if there's a big disruption, we'll we'll take care of everybody. So. Okay. Here's a question that came in that actually mirrors the question I have. Brett wants to know: Is it all digital now? Do you still have the old reel trays? Because to me, every movie had to come in the the big reel cases. It it is all digital now. Uh, for a long time, we did have the platters that the films would sit on, and we did have the reels still up there, but those have been since taken out and sold for scrap. So. What if someone comes in, like, old school? Like, you know how vinyl's making the comeback? Let's say Spielberg. He wanted to do I mean, certain Ready Player do One. It. Well, certain very you guys... few. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm talking no, about... No, we'd be, we'd be out of luck. It, they wow. could, could not do it. We do not have a way to play film. You should have held on to one of them. Yeah. Well, it's I miss working with film. It... It's it's a lot of work to put it together, but when when you see it moving, like watching the projector and watching it all strewn, strewn throughout the whole building, it's it's pretty neat. So the newer generations will never know the expectation of like counting your head how many minutes for the uh, was in the reel and watching the little white dots in the top right corner they, to let you know yeah, when to start the next reel. The, the cigarette burns. Well, with the platter system, you don't have to do that. You just put the whole movie together and the whole thing sits on this giant like pizza looking platter and then it, it feeds off. So you didn't have to change reels or anything. The 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 cigarette burn thing and switching reels was before my time. So I was pretty lucky I mean, with that. So but, you'll never know that. My son no. will but never know. Why would they know. never know? Why would they need to know that? Because well, there's an art to it. Yeah, there mm, truly is. It is. Yeah, it doesn't matter though. It's like the good old days when films were made on silver nitrate could burn you up in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. When literally watching a movie was a life I mean, or I've death seen, experience. I've seen movies like that. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, but then again, I think with digital too, uh, I think you've lost a little bit of the depth, uh, like with color and mm -hmm. the visual of a uh, film just looks better. To me, it's brighter. That's you can yeah. saturate it. Yeah, more rich you colors can... and uh, absolutely. Like I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark the on a thirty-five millimeter, and it was a lot better experience than I've seen it ever. Mm -hmm. It's funny you should mention that. Just uh, the other night, I'd gotten the the DVD set um, or the Blu-ray set for Mrs. Skippy, and she wanted she needed her Harrison Ford fix, so we put in Raiders of the Lost Ark just like two, three nights well, ago. How does that work? She's like. Ugh. She watched Sean, the movie. Then Sean, baby, afterwards. baby, baby Sean. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, I've been feeling Harrison today. After, basically, she makes Harrison. me put in the movie, and then afterwards, she throws me a fedora and a bull whip, and and I need him I in a, oh, I need go. him in a suit and tie. Mm -hmm. I need Jack Ryan. I need Harrison. <laughs> did she do it like that? Did she? She, did. she did. She absolutely did. And I'm saying that because I know she's not listening this morning. I <laughs> hope to God she's not listening. But I agree with you because we're, we're watching it, and even though they'd upgraded it to kind of HD. 
they hadn't messed with anything. It wasn't digitized. You could tell it was well, done. Well, also, film. one thing that the movie theaters didn't think about is when they digitize everything, it's so much easier to steal. Like, it is so easy to steal a digital version than, say, a real. Yeah, you could literally put a movie on an SD card. I it, There's safe Well, no, 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 I'm not saying you're stealing it. I'm no, saying, no. like, if I'm a guy and I'm, I'm I at can the, literally figure, I'm, at I'm the, saying it can fit in your pocket. Yeah, I'm a distribution dude, and all I have to do yeah. is just put this thing in there while I'm copying the, the film to distribute or uploading it. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's that's happened. Yeah. Uh, with the Wolverine, I think, uh, a few years ago that happened. Mm. Before the movie was finished, somebody did that. See, bring back were the reels because they had well, like 10 of them, and they all weighed like 30 pounds each. They were suitcases. Because I would say that's heavy. the most crucial thing to the movie business that a lot of people don't realize is how much they depend on theaters. Like, if to say, say theaters, you know, people always kind of trying to say, like, newspapers are going out and the movie theaters are going out. Well, if movie theaters go out, the, a lot of people making movies won't be making the big movies anymore because yeah. they're they're not going to make as much money as they would selling it directly to your home. Well, if you remember several months ago, we were talking about that, that I remember a few years ago, everyone was predicting the death of the cinema. Mm-hmm. No one was going to go out, and the smart cinemas were the ones that added food, comfortable seating. Um, well, it's an outing now. Deals. It, yeah, is it, an outing. it is. And so they just redefined. Uh, there is a, a drive-in called the Showboat. Yeah. Uh, 29, I actually went there a couple of years ago. It's awesome. It's I, I went back to 1974, man. I'm telling you. I, I was just tripping all the way back. They had the playground. There's also another one uh, between here and Dallas. And you're driving up 45, and you can see it. And the place is packed, and it's got all the movies. The only thing different is instead of hanging the speaker in your window... It's a, you tune your radio. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it, and they'll, they'll we'll always have them. They'll, they'll go through highs and lows. And it's like Polaroids. Polaroid was out of existence for, what, 12 days before they realized, hey, we can go retro with this. This is the only way you can get an actual instant photograph, not on your phone. And now they've actually integrated Polaroid onto iPhones. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll, they won't die. And, again, you know, kudos to, to your cinema for changing to, to meet the new demands. Well, we haven't yet. We have beer, but yeah, we have beer. Well, there you but go. But that's it. That's all we've. That, I wouldn't get rid of anything. I wouldn't get anything else. That marked the death of Chuck E. Cheese. But in the old days, they sold beer, and the dads would go, and we would enjoy, and we would spend many hours there with lots of money. And then one or two fights break out, and all of a sudden they got to get rid of the beer, and now it's just this horrible place. Somebody tackles the mouse. <laughs> Man, how long are these people at? Chuck E. Cheese's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's appropriate. Some of the kids, they're there forever. Uh, but oh, speaking of bowling, I need to tell you about bowling the other day. Uh, there was a birthday party. Oh, yeah, let's, let's a take a break. Local bowlerama. I always like taking breaks right before you're about to tell me something. Right? So. Just remind me what it was. We're, you're listening to Morris Lone Starts 956. We will be right back. <laughs> Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5 
106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Culture. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936 936- 709-7671. Can we drag it out now? We'll go for it. <laughs> Let's see if I can keep talking as long as they're holding this note here. It's 10 o'clock on the dot, and literally on the dot this time. The phone just went from 9.59 to 10 o'clock on the 24th of July. 84 degrees outside, going to go another 11 degrees up. Uh, It's clearing up a little bit cloud-wise, but going to get up to 95, and doesn't look like we're going to be breaking 100 again, not for a while. So, so much for global warming. Yeah. Yeah. How's traffic? Traffic conditions in the Montgomery County area, which we never actually did. I'm just letting you know that. Yeah, we got sidetracked by my little (laughs) fender bender witnessing. Uh, I'm looking around. I don't see any fender benders. Uh, Actually, I don't see any traffic issues. If you're heading into Houston, you're pretty much good all the way till uh, downtown. Uh, On Highway 69, you're good to go through the New Caney and Patton Village area. Looking in Conrad, the Loop, everything's looking good. So there's traffic. Now, before we talk about bullying, uh, wanting to wrap up the the cinema experience, and Chris, let me talk to you about this because... You know, I've got the layman's view of it, and I, I think that a lot of cinemas did kind of upgrade, you know, the seating and w- w- IMAX or whatever to draw people in. But when I was growing up, when we had the movies come out, when Disney brought out a movie, a new cartoon even, it was an event. Mm-hmm. When Star Wars came out or the Star Trek movie, it was an event. When the Black Hole came out or Dragon Slayer, you know, these are movies now that they're nothing, but they were events back then. There are no more events that I can see. They're either pale shadow uh, uh, sequels, Star Wars, 
Star Trek, you know, or or uh, Fast and Furious. What about the death of the the I, events? Um, that's uh, somewhat by design. <laughs> um, it's uh, theaters have started showing. There's there's really no more like midnight pre openings where you have like two thousand people line outside for. Because I miss those days. We saw yes. you said you saw Batman the eighty nine Batman the other day. Yeah. When that came out, we did that. We were line was stretched around the block. Now what the the studios do is it they'll have like a it'll open up like it. Four o'clock or five o'clock or six o'clock or seven o'clock on the Thursday instead of having the one time that everybody shows up. It's a better experience just from a, a customer service standpoint where you don't have 2,000 people running into the same time trying to get seats. But, you know, a, a little bit of that had to do with the, the Dark Knight uh, thing that happened where the guy uh, shot up the theater. And uh, so they we, it was okay. it was somewhat to make uh, folks uh, feel a little more safe. And movie theaters are safe. Uh, I know we're taking a segue here. Uh, 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 is that was that kind of a too much of a reaction of it because an overreaction? Do you think? Because uh, yeah. to me, it's like taking off my belt and shoes and not having more than three ounces of anything at the airport. It's it's all cosmetic. Well, I don't think you can ever be too careful mm-hmm. when you have that many patrons inside of one place. I mean, uh, security at theaters is is pretty good, and and ours is pretty good. We'd, we definitely want to keep everybody safe. And so uh, spreading out the large crowds, uh, I think they probably felt was a good idea. Uh, you know, so you, you would be able to control a, a larger, a smaller crowd better than you could a larger crowd. Uh, so I, I think that's why they, they went to that. I remember when ID4 came out, Independence Day, mm-hmm. and the buildup to it. They literally were showing it 24 hours a day the whole weekend long. Mm-hmm. And I myself, I couldn't get them. They were so sold out that I went for the 3 a.m. showing because that was the first one available to Mm -hmm. me. And uh, as you point out, you know, you want people safe, but you have, I know it's one or two incidents too many in the grand scheme of things, but you only have one or two incidents and all of a sudden the entire industry, oh no, now we must take off our pants before we go into the cinema to make sure that there's no, you know, underwear bombs Mm -hmm. happening. To me, uh, well, no, that, I want to take a dark turn here. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes no movie theater wants to put metal detectors or anything like that, and I don't think anybody will do that. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice, it's a family atmosphere. It's a, a good free place uh, to go where you can feel safe. And it was just the decision that I think the studios got together with the theater owners, and, that, and that's just the decision they made uh, to do that. I mean, from an operating standpoint, I love it because it is a challenge. You know, we've I've worked in the, the industry when you've had 2,000 people outside waiting to be let in for a midnight show. And, uh, you know, you have to have crowd control outside. and you got to have space for everybody. And you know, it's very it, challenging. What would it take to have another? I think the last big one was Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. uh, because of the scale of it. Hobbit didn't do nearly as much because it was the Hobbit. It was the Hobbit was a well, didn't story. Force Awakens have that? I, I'm take take Star I mean, Wars out of it, but no, it had the pre-opening. It was it did the same thing. There wasn't like. A and thing. I remember the the Dark Knight ones did. Yeah, but but I'm talking the sheer scale of people dressing up and and getting you know the whole the marketing push for this is Lord of the Rings. This was huge. I remember Avengers, the first Avengers movie had it. Okay, and uh, good point. And the superhero movies are they're going to die out soon enough. Everyone's you know we've had. No, we've had our vampire <laughs> phase. We've had our superhero phase. We've had our found footage movie phase. Uh, you know, Never. they all they all do rotate. What would be what would it take to have the next? You know, when I say event, just doesn't have necessarily have to be a midnight showing, but just something that would bring people to the cinema in droves. 
because it can't be yet another sequel. It can't be another Star Trek movie or Star Wars movie. Like an original thing? Or, I don't know. or an adaptation of well, something. Uh, what literature also, is out there that hasn't been filmed? We had a true. user or a listener, Melanie. She says social media hasn't made it so inexpensive to promote. Like, I, I'm guessing that's almost directly tied to that because you use those kind of midnight releases as a promotion tool. And getting those people to get excited to go to the theater at midnight for something that hasn't been proven... I don't know. Like, I think it depends on like the. It's kind of the special, the perfect storm of the actor, the promotion, and the movie. Well, promotion plays a big part, and yeah, and I know social media. Melanie's absolutely right; is a big part of that now, especially the initial word of mouth. Because in the old days, you'd wait until the third day reviews came out before people stopped coming. But I still. But now people are tweeting think, during the movie. I think it was on the tickets that we talked about this, but I made a. A comment about it's so weird to me for example like in the nfl there's 30 something teams and somehow every year majority of those teams don't have a good quarterback and i'm like you know how many people play that football how many play the sport football and are not a good like i don't get it like the numbers tell me that there should always be at least 50 percent good quarterback you know what i'm talking about yeah but when same thing with movies to me it's like how are there not how are there's how is there not a, a team of people a more people knowing how to make a good movie does that make sense? Yeah. It, like, I feel like well, the industry is big enough. Well, a lot of movies vanity projects. There's some mm-hmm. typically foreign guy well, with well, a like lot Justice of money League. who just wants— Like, for example, Justice League or the mm-hmm. DC. Like, how are they able to make a bad movie with well, the content too, like the Justice League? Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. You th- I mean, like, 100%. Yeah. Because clearly Marvel has done something in a business decision to make that's uh, smart enough to understand this is how we're going to make a good movie consistently. Because— you can argue that like maybe Iron Man three was the worst, but the worst of Marvel's movies are the best of DC movies. It's it's poor planning. Um, for instance, I believe it was in Suicide Squad that the Flash kind of makes a cameo appearance, and he's like, "Oh, I'm too early" or something, and it just disappears. No, that was Batman vs Superman. Sorry, thank you, Batman vs Superman. Okay, where's the Flash movie? Well, I mean, that, Where's that, the origin no, that, story you're basically that. saying that like that was the decision made, and that was a poor decision not to have a Flash movie to support all that stuff. But it's part of the greater thing. Yeah. It's, there's no rhyme nor reason. You have the, you know, there's actually a Marvel timeline now, which is if you want to watch the movies in chronological, you know, or, timeline order, here it is. DC doesn't, I'll, I'll bet you couldn't put it all together off the top of your head. Well, they got to start over with that. They they have really messed this well, up. I, and well, also I think they being well for this specific uh, Warner Brothers with yeah uh, I think the specific Justice thing League, those were just god awful movies for for the, for Marvel DC stuff I think what they did wrong and what Marvel did right was Marvel presented to the public their twenty year plan mm-hmm. and I think that kind of got people anticipating yeah what, you got Phase One yeah, Phase Two and you but you knew what movies were coming out. Mm-hmm. And I think with the DC thing, I don't think I ever fully understood the concept of what they were doing. I got that the like, oh, we just want to make a movie, we'll make a fun movie, we want to make Justice Avengers League. is working, well, let's do Justice League, but it's like which members and then Yeah, okay. but they did it to compete with Avengers. Yeah. Huge mistake. They should have just made a movie. Yeah, a good movie. And it so. didn't have to be like Avengers. They tried to do it like that and it was just, and what didn't help is it that, was not good. with the exception of Spider-Man, which for some reason, let's, okay, Tobey Maguire, check, Andrew Garfield, check, you, you know, they kept on revamping him. Well, the, the DC Universe, you have Batman, you have Keaton, then you have you have that timeline, the Keaton through Clooney timeline, where that's that, and then it's the Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. 
and now it's Ben Affleck. It's like, well, well you're not even going with the Christian Bale timeline. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Superman timeline. Then you have uh, Superman Returns with Brandon Routh. And then, okay, we're just going to forget all that. I love that one. That's I thought it was movie. amazing, and mm -hmm. I was glad that they stuck with the original Christopher Reeve timeline. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're going to get rid of that, and we're going to bring in Zack Schneider, shoot me in the head. Well, like, and one thing, too, when I start watching movies, the thing I pay attention to in the pattern-wise is who's making it. Like, who's the screenwriter, who's the director, who's the special effects, and who's the, especially who the cinematographer is. Because if you have, like, two-thirds of good people in those that list of jobs, it's going to be a nice, it's going to be a good movie. Like, it's not going to be, it has a chance of being a great movie, but it's very rare that it's going to be, like, one of those movies you walk out and be like, what the heck was going on here? I think Zack Snyder is just too dark of a person for DC, for the DC universe. I just think he has one formula. Yeah, it's angst. And no, like if you watch Sucker Punch and you watch The Watchmen, it's like mm -hmm. the same movie. But yeah, it is, and I love I mean, both I of mean, them. look. I mean, like, he's, it's just kind of Yeah, like, but also everything's angsty with him. The, the whole thing about Superman, which I love about Christopher Reeve, and I thought Brandon Routh brought back to it, was it was fun. Yes. I mean, yeah. Superman had a poem in it for crying out loud, and it wasn't no one threw up during it. It was part of the story. It was a lot of fun. This is a guy who is so powerful, he's having fun with it. Now it's, oh, I'm an illegal alien. <laughs> well, man, uh, man of Steel with Henry Cavill, that was actually a really good movie, and Kevin Costner was in it, and I was like, okay, well, they're on the right track, and then just totally derailed everything. Mm -hmm. I, I think they should just scrap the deal, say, look, we made a mistake. Okay, it didn't work. Bobby's in the shower. Yeah, it didn't work. We're going to start over with entirely new casting. Except, ben, ben for, except for Wonder terrible, Woman. Terrible, yes. Oh, he's I, agree. Terrible. I just watched Wonder Woman the other day, the, yeah, the, the no, movie. And that movie yeah. wasn't Holy even cow. that good. It was the best I've seen of all the DCs. Yeah, but that's not saying anything. That's what I'm saying. The best of the DCs <laughs> is the worst of the Marvels. When it's, <laughs> when it's Wonder Woman who blows everyone else out of yes. the water, that's the sad. That's like having... Um, it was a really minor character, and that's like having Doctor Strange be the best part of the Avengers. Well, like, for example, a movie that's coming out, that they had Comic-Con in San Diego, which is, like, the bigger, I think it's still going on, but it's, like, the biggest Comic-Con, which they release a lot of movies, and there's a movie coming out that I'm interested in now because who's attached to it? So the director is Robert Rodriguez, who's, like, a 50-50 oh, yeah. person oh, with me. Yeah. Uh -huh. The writers is James Cameron, mm -hmm. and it is called, I can't pronounce it, Alita Battle Angel. Alita, Alita, spell it. A L I T A. Alita, Alita, and it's like half CGI, half. Uh, it's like the Polar Express. No, no, it's like the I think the main character is CGI, but the rest are actual actors. But well, like, if it's James Cameron, and that looks, and he has that I think Avatar based off technology, of, so yeah, it's gonna look good. If yeah. James Cameron's attached to it, it's gonna look good at least. And a billion people are gonna go watch it. Yeah, I hope so. That may. Uh, that's what I was asking earlier. What's the next big event? What piece of literature is out there? The Lord of the Rings is in check. You know, it's gone. There's, there's nothing out there of a, such a saga level, or is there? And I, I'm kind of asking, what would be the new Star Wars? Because before Star Wars, there was no Star Wars, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Well, I think a lot of people who are making movies, you get a thing of timeline. All right, so today we found a book series. When do you want to make it? Because it's not going to be for next summer. ASAP. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I take think any book series. In I would the last look at it. Years. I would look at it as saying, "Hey, let's do three years, and then we'll start making it." Because Star Wars is going to consume for so long. Like the big. I'm talking about the big, big section of the box. Yeah, office. but unless they decide to pull the the fourth trilogy out, it's it's, it's about. To well, I'm saying it's going to end here after mm -hmm. the after the episode whatever the last one. 
I think that's when new things can start coming out and taking over the reins of. But the new things can't be adaptations of. I mean, Harry Potter no, may no, be no. the last one, but even that one kind of limped over the finish line. I felt. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you got to let those things die out before something else takes its place. But there's nothing out there because you know we Harry don't know Potter. Yet. Right? Star Wars is still coming out. But no, I'm so... talking existing literature, existing stories. Well, there's a new Harry. Well, that's Potter on our radar. That's play. When... And supposedly they're making a screenplay out well, of it. No, they have play. the new Harry Potter movies coming out. They released a trailer three days yeah, ago. Yeah, this is the new Fantastic Beast. But yeah. what I mean is that, okay, so that's, you have Twilight, you have Harry Potter, you have Tolkien, because they're going to do the Silmarillion next. Yeah. I just bet well, I think anything. this Alita thing, Alita is a comic book. Is it comics? Is it graphic novels that are going to be the next? You know, is it going to be the uh, a big screen version of The Killing Joke? Is mm-hmm. it going to be a big screen version of. You know, what is there that is 5, 10, 20 years old, literature-wise, that they could use as the source material? And I think after Lord of the Rings, that was the last big one. Uh, that's where they tried doing it again with The Hobbit, and it just failed miserably. It kills me to say it. I wanted it to succeed, but it's terrible. No, it sucked. And Lord yeah. of the Rings sucked, too. <gasps> no. I beat you. Turn off the video camera so I can beat you without witnesses. <laughs> Well, we got to take a break, guys. Okay. That was fun talking movies, but we really do have to take a break. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, we're broadcasting live on Facebook and YouTube. You can join us, leave a comment, all that kind of good stuff. We have Chris Appel from the Ticket Stub Podcast and also the GM of the Grand Theater here in Conroe. So you got questions for him, you know what to do on Facebook and, of course, YouTube. We'll be right back. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast paced, hard hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. 
Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 19 on the dot on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy and Chris Appel. So, hey, Chris, I got a question for you. Yeah. If I watched, I came in and watched a movie and I stayed for another movie, do you call the cops or do you just kick me? <laughs> I, how do you do that? Because I, I imagine. Do you have tasers? Uh, no. Um, no, we just tasers? we just ask if you have a ticket to that movie. And if you don't, you got to go buy a ticket. That's It's as simple as that. And what if Dick says no? What if Dick says I'm like, oh, I threw it away. Yeah, I, I threw mean, it away. <laughs> yeah, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Well, well you know, here somewhere. Let me, let me look in this trash can. And we're like, we're pretty good about knowing who got one and who didn't. So. Yeah? Yeah, I can't reveal our secrets. But we Do you take bribes? Like if someone slips you three bucks? No, I've never done that. Never done that. Do you, get, do you get a ticket if you use Movie Pass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Sure do. A physical ticket. When it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Movie Pass had a had a problem, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We had. Yeah, a, we talked about it on the last show. I think yeah, it was when their yeah. surge thing had an issue. Mm-hmm. And... Oops. Yeah, you can't do surge spreads. We know Chris really doesn't like Movie Pass. He's not a fan. Hey, I, I've never said that. I'm just reporting the facts. That's right. You are you are there, and you're dealing with people who. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on the receiving end of the irate customer. <laughs> well, yeah, they they do sometimes. Yeah. We try to take care of them as best we can. I still don't like. Anyway, I think we were talking about this on the last show, and I'm still amazed that the certain theaters who were built 20 years ago still have those like end concession stands that are never open. And I'm I, telling you, you just want to reach across. No one's there. Grab some juju bees. Leave. They've been there for anything. 10 years. Like I doubt, I doubt Chris sends someone over. My there. plan is to pack my body with enough preservatives that I live forever. You know, they say you can keep a Twinkie on a you know fence yeah. post for twenty years. Well, if yeah. I eat enough Twinkies, I live to be three thousand, man. There you go. Well, because that's one thing that, as the movie business, a lot of people don't realize is a lot of your money that the theater makes is through concessions. Yeah. And almost a hundred percent. Yeah. And I would say, 
you know, good or average. Every time I go to the theater, a lot of people are getting stuff. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, people we, still we want the... And they oh, still yeah. complain how expensive it is. As they reach for the wallet. I haven't paid this much for popcorn in 20 years. I know. Uh, large, please. My buddy, we used to go see a lot of movies together at the AMC at Woolbrook and Willowbrook, and uh, he would sneak in. Like the, the craziest thing I ever seen him sneak in was a 24 wing pack from Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I still am amazed by that. And, and I wouldn't that, want to eat them. I'd be afraid where they came from. Well, I mean, he—that's when cargo shorts are really popular. And uh, QED. And he—he like because it was right. He across had twenty-four the street. wings in 24 his shorts. Twenty-four wings. Wow, wow. One can hope that they were packaged. He's like, get the get the pocket <laughs> lint out of your teeth on that one. It was it was the real extreme. Like he brought he brought a bunch of napkins. So what he do is he put napkins all over the seat next to him, and so that's where he could put his trash. Oh, that's. Yeah, the smell disgusting. alone would get oh, yeah. management running. You eating wings? No. Yeah. I'll tell you what was you're funny. You're talking about he's hurting sheep with like 16 year olds. You realize oh, that? Oh, it's got to be like hurting cats. I think, did we ever talk about that? I go, it's kind of funny to think about, you know, normal people, normal jobs. But then in your job, you're pretty much like the, who's, the, what's the average age in the building? About 16, 17, yeah. And like imagine being. No, it's a challenge. It is. You're and like they the all ring. think that they're the master do you of deception. Do, do you do the ringleader kind of like strategies where you put a pike out with a head and be like, don't cross me? And then they're like. Uh, not exactly. No, no. Um, that used to be a philosophy. You know, if you immediately uh, take down the leader, then the others will fall into line. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah, anyone like challenge you for no. leadership? No, no. Just, just. Put the heel of your palm, shove it upwards in their nose. Oh, no, you can't they, do that. They hit the floor and— Because i got to fill out a report if I do that. And I only if they find the body. That's all I'm saying. You either fill out a report if, like, you kick somebody out? No. Only if he sucker punches them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one thing I guess I'd be, I'd be worried about since y'all serve alcohol now. But, like, there's no one going to be getting hammered drunk there, is there? Not that we've encountered. Yeah. No. No, it's, it's but uh, going Jesus, really well. For some reason, they do. How cheap was the beer at Chuck E. Cheese's? Oh, well, this is 1980s dollars, so I think you can get a picture for like five bucks. And But unfortunately, it just takes one yeah. dad who had one cup too many mm-hmm. and ruins it for everybody else. But we did have fun drinking and playing the other day. You know, we were on bowling, yeah, bowling. the other day. I've been, uh, I've been trying to t- explain to Holly that since we moved up here, we need to go check out 300 Bowling because it is the best bowling alley I've been to in a while because it's – cheap and it's fun and it's very relaxing there and we, I, and we like, had some fun it was uh a young the attitude's very relaxed it was the young man's eighth birthday party and a lot of adults were there rick the reluctant cowboy was there mrs skippy and i were there and we had a lot of fun and uh unfortunately like my first frame that i bowled i i did a strike so everyone thought i was like this ringer <laughs> and i came in like the third lowest score in it's fact the only person the only person i beat was carly Okay. Carly was there. Wait, was, Carly bowled. That's impressive. Carly bowled yeah. well. And this is thanks to to uh, Dennis for reminding me. Uh, different coaches tried to teach Carly how to Did you get a bumper? Did you get bumpers? No, 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 no. No bumpers. But what I ended up doing, it's those who tried to coach Carly, who, for those of you who don't know, is here is uh, visually impaired. Um, She went through the coaches until it was my turn, and I guided her there, and she actually knocked some pins down, so... I was the coach at the time, so I got to teach the blind woman how to bowl. And until we could get it down to a fine art, she'd be well on the ball and it hit the gutter. 
and I got tired of saying, oh, another gutter ball next time, next time that I go racing down the lane, sliding down to grab the ball before it hits a, <laughs> they hit didn't the care. End. They didn't care you were doing that? Well, fortunately, the place was so packed that they never, they really didn't notice, and I think the people around us I after a while. I don't believe that for a second because that line is like, it is, no one sees any action but bowls. From bowling balls. Either they didn't like, care. if I saw a person, <laughs> if I was just sitting there, I would quarter my eye. Because that's what, like, you know, the, like the, the courtesy thing is don't bowl while someone else is about the ball. <laughs> right, so yeah. clearly, when I see a man running down the lane, I I'm was like, very going on. apologetic to the people to our left because they weren't part of the party. Now, people to our right, they were part of the party. They were making fun of the whole thing because I'm sliding all over the place. It's like a, the Groucho Marx movie on ice. Uh, but the people to our left, when they realized, I think, that I'm trying to teach a blind woman how to bowl with no bumpers. Um, Bumpers actually add another element to it. I love the late night. You know when bowling alleys get the like the Friday night, they go do the black lights and the yeah. bumping music. And yeah, I that's that. I oh, I miss those. That. I hate that. Really? No, I'm just kidding. It depends on my mood. No, what about like, the roller? I feel rings? like if you go to any th- any bowling alley after 10 p.m., it's going to be that. Yeah, as it should be. So it's like roller rinks. Well, yeah, they always play music and stuff like that. No, yeah, but I mean, they, you need to get thumping where it's not the couple's dance only. Yeah, that 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 stuff closes down at 10. 10.01, you bring out the Metallica. And adult the, Swim? Yes, Adult Swim yeah. on the rolling rink. That's funny. But no, so 300 bowling, was it was a price fair? The party was paid for, but I did hear that there was a miscommunication and the party throwers were actually double char- charged, literally double what they were told they were going to be charged. Oh, wow. So they're not happy. It was a good experience. And I know, you know, the people who threw the party, they're not those to publicly complain too much so i know they swallowed the cost uh it was it was a bowling alley you know we have bolero in the woods well, that's one thing that always confuses me about bowling is they try to do these very prices depending on like literally the time so like and they and they try to do that where oh from you know four to six it's half price but right when you hit the six then they'll be like oh since you went over at six the whole thing is full price mm-hmm. and stuff like that. that i don't know if that was the situation but uh you know the I did feel for the party throwers because they got the bill. They're like, what is, this is not what was quoted. So, well, they said the manager told us this. Well, the manager's gone home. Well, can you call him? No, he's gone home. Mm-hmm. And so there was not that desire to, that I know that Chris and his crew would provide in a similar situation at the cinema. Right? Oh, yeah. I get calls at home all the time. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. There's a, no joke there. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's the truth. Call your manager. Yeah. <laughs> He said, I could see all the movies for one ticket price. <laughs> That's what he said. And free popcorn. Uh, that has so, happened. Hey, yeah. let's let's do something a little different. Uh, what? How can I cheat your movie theater? Tell well, me, I like, can't. tell me what the angles. Like, one of my buddies. I, no, I can't say that. So, one of my buddies, uh, I think it was AMC at the time, they did like one of those free bag refills. If you have the bag, you get a free refill. So, he would keep the bag and he put it in his cargo pocket. And then when he goes see a movie, he'd whip it out and like pretend to. You know, be getting stuff for them. You're like, oh, can I get a refill real quick? Well, I think that's why they, they tend to do the bags now based on the movies, right? That week. Uh, yeah, it depends on. Yeah, sometimes they get the the movie monogram bag. What's the best deal you could get that most people don't know? Do you well, have a secret menu? We do not have a secret menu. No, everything is up there. Uh, the the large popcorn and two large drinks. And uh, now, how, why is that better than? Well, you get a free refill on everything. So on both all three of those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the yeah. large popcorn, you'll always get a free refill? One free refill, yes. Okay. People eat that much popcorn? Well, it's yeah. mostly air. <laughs> Movie popcorn is a special blend or actually puffs larger 
like three times larger than your typical popcorn, isn't it? Uh, Something like that. There's an ex- it's expansion ratio is what it's expansion called. Expansion ratio. Yes, it's a fancy term. <laughs> the science but, uh, of movie popcorn. It is, yes, but uh, no, no, that's moisture content and all that stuff has to do with that. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole science size. There is a whole science, yeah. Okay. An algorithm. So you're saying the two large drinks and a popcorn was it like thirty dollars? No, <laughs> I don't know. I was guessing. That's what twelve? No, no, it's, it's not. Well, it's higher than that. It's, it's probably twenty bucks. Yes, yeah, I think it's twenty bucks. Something like somewhere that. between twelve and thirty is, is the sweet spot. And you, <laughs> and you have you have the uh, rewards program there. We do. So yeah. how does that work? So every movie I, or every item I purchase, I get points, and yes, then I get ten, to come in. It's ten dollars a year to sign up. You get a free small popcorn and free small drink when you sign up. Yeah, and that's and, actually the same price as a small popcorn. Uh, yeah, the ten bucks. It's ten bucks, and uh, so you get ten uh, percent back on every dollar you spend, in, in the form of points. And then once you get to hundred points, you get a ten dollar voucher. But you always get you get uh, free upgrades and concessions. So it's pay for a small, get a medium, and pay for a medium. This get is a random. Large. Wait, is, is, no, is this one you here? No, that's the other one. Okay, that's the other. That's one. bad. Well, are you going to match this offer? Because I want to go see oh, something this afternoon. Did a dog get a hold of that too? No, nah, it's my wallet. No. That's why him sliding all over the bowling alley floor. <laughs> so, so, is it random, or is that always like every time I have my card, I can always get a free upgrade? Every time. So, what happens if I order the medium popcorn to medium drinks? That gets upgraded to the large yeah. popcorn too. Yeah, but they are smart that the difference between the medium and large is negligible for that very purpose. I didn't even know that. Uh, Next time I go in it's, there. It, I mean, it's a pretty decent. I think yeah. it's 150 ounces is the large, and uh, this 105 for the medium. So it's, yeah, it's, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know what, you, you don't even know what a... theater we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> oh, is this you? I mean, I've been saying the right. Difference. I've been saying the right name the whole time. <laughs> Have I been saying Star Cinema Grill? Why well, you got to mention that now? Why well, you got to mention that? Now. Yeah. Why well, you got to go there? No, it's hate. a good place. It's a good place. Yeah, is there? Well, you, you have like fourteen. Are you healthy like, competition? I, it's just a different theater. Do you yeah. sabotage each other? No, they no. only have four screens now, or they have six they have screens. Six, I think, yeah. They have you have fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, yeah. yeah. hey, well, we need to talk about how you're going to match this offer that I have in my wallet. Yeah. Right? I want to go watch a movie today. Now. Hey, you got to listen to the tickets. So we give away two tickets on every show. Every show. But I'm every uh, single show we give them away. Okay. If we remember, <laughs> if you remember. <laughs> We'll be right back. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from any sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star here on Lone Star Community Radio. It's 1035. We're broadcasting live on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1 on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Thanks for joining us. We have a special co-host today, Chris Appel with the Grand Theater and also co-host of the Ticket Set Podcast, which is on every Thursday at noon o'clock. Win tickets to the Grand Theater and also Movie Tavern if you live in that area. Uh, and that's every show, so... We usually do like a question, and you got to answer it. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it's obscure, sometimes it's themed, and uh, this this week's gonna be good. I uh, now apparently you've hit the bottom of the barrel for August the eighth, right? Yeah, the you're ninth. you're coming. The ninth. ninth. Uh, okay. It's a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, let me add that now to the calendar. Because I don't I don't know. Yes, Sean, Sean knows Sean, what day it is today. Sean will be co-hosting on the ninth. Yeah, so that's exciting. So we didn't get to talk to him last time. I wanted to interview him because he's got a lot of movie experience. So I wanted to talk to him about that. This week we've got uh, the Burris is back, yeah, and we're going to be playing Stump no, the thought, Burris. I thought Connor, again. Connor was here this week. I no, thought he's next not. week. No, that's next week. So I don't keep tabs on that guy. Yeah, he's he's the what, Burris. The Burris. He has this uncanny ability to guess pretty closely the box office well, really, uh, money. One hundred percent accurate. Wow, no, he didn't get much. mine. Yeah. Okay. We will never forget the time where. He I actually stumped him. stumped him. So, but no, he's like really. <laughs> like, Are these adjusted dollars? No, or, like no. he'll he'll Original. like it, and it's. I think the timeline is it after. I, we, 19, I think we, we did nineteen ninety five to today twenty eighteen. Yeah, so. and he wow, yeah, he's, he and it, it, it yeah. could be like any movie that came out too. Yeah, not just like oh, how did Star does Wars? Does he just do? have a sense of it, or is he the guy that reads the box office 
He does. He's very, he's very involved. And I think in what it, we're yeah. gonna try to do is I wanna I wanna have a game, a long term game with him. Is I wanna pick a movie for the next six months or like I would say six weeks, the release and like what do you think the movie's gonna make? Yeah, he does do that. He plays those games online. Yeah, I think one year he won like nationally. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Very interesting. I think he won a twenty-five dollar gift well, card. Well, he but... beat the pants off of me. I wouldn't know the first thing about a box office. Yeah, this is pretty neat. So he'll be here uh, this Thursday. So I'm excited about that. I'll tune in. You better. I will. Cool. Well, I got to learn what the heck's going on. So when I come back on, yeah, I'll know what to expect. <laughs> well, I mean, I know the world of the movies is always going to be changing. I, I'm still waiting for them to do the pay-per-view thing. And I think there's like a big internal struggle, and we don't know about it yet between the movie producer people and the movie theater people, because to me it makes complete sense to do a sixty dollar ticket fee on pay per view. Like if you're already gonna release it, you already made it. It's just another avenue to make maybe more money. How hard is it to set up? Uh, I, explain. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm well, they were they the, were talking about doing like a wrestling like same day same day releases. So for example, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout comes out Friday, right, or Thursday, whatever they do now. And the idea was you could go to your cable provider and it'd be like a pay-per-view price. Instead of like rental price, which is like $7, $8, mm-hmm. it'd be a pay-per-view price for $60 and you could have a watch party or something. Because that's where we're talking about. The reason they make so much money, like the why the movie people love movie theaters is because they're making money per watcher instead of per view. So they have to balance that out where... My average family brings what three to five kids or five people, and like mm-hmm. they want to be able to monopolize on that or make money off that if you're watching at home. Because I could technically invite everyone to my house and have 15 people there, and we can all watch Mission Impossible Fallout for eight bucks. And that they don't want that, they want you to go to no, theater. I mean, we as a, as a theater operator certainly do not want well, them, no, that's so. what I'm saying. And like, but that's probably the longest talked about method, and it's never been executed. It is on independent films. Uh, they they release at the yeah. same time as some theaters have it. So it's in theaters, and you can also watch it at the same well, time. Well, and the Netflix, I mean, they're they're trying to. I know Netflix and Amazon were running into that problem with film award syndicate things because there's some some certain film award people required you to be in the theater for X amount of weeks. Right. And so they would pay certain theaters just to show this movie so many times. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the way they have to work around it, but... It's just it's available on Netflix, but I, you didn't know that you didn't know they were trying to do something like that. No, um, it was like they were going to range it from like thirty dollars to sixty dollars to like whatever. But, but so the, let's say it was the new Mission Impossible movie. So I pay my sixty bucks to get into the cinema, and what am I getting for? No, not no, the no. cinema at home. At home. So how is the cinemas? This is where I, I'm being dumb right now. So where are the cinemas getting in on this? They're not. We're not. Oh, I yeah. got you. Well, and that's why, kind of going back to my original point, that the cinemas, the smart ones, found ways to get you out of the house mm-hmm. to keep you from watching the, the, you know, paying sixty bucks with with pen rent. It's like, hey, for the same price, you can come here, and we have comfortable seating, and we'll serve you food, and we'll give you. They don't do that. The grand, the grand just offers and a IMAX movie experience and clean floors. We, I mean, we are going to, and they don't the, they don't allow people to do it, and and that is one of the few right, places. Yes, we, we, we well, like at, at Star Spinner Grill, I don't recall, they let you do whatever you I want. I don't recall Chris <laughs> saying that he actually stopped them. Remember, he said he had to get very close to make sure they were doing something, but then for some reason the tail just you know you know ended I, at that I point. I did stop them. 
I said uh, something along the lines of like, hey, you can't do that in here. You got to leave. And they didn't even care. They just got up, didn't say Zipped anything. Up, yep. Just, left. Just walked out, didn't say nothing. I think it would have been great if you just turned on the lights and you came over to the intercom. Is there an intercom in the room? Uh, there's a way to do it. We've never done it, but yes. And be like, excuse me. I'm going to go to the you one store. Time. Uh-oh. The first Uh-oh. theater, I can I can talk about this because it was not the current theater I'm at. The first theater I managed, uh, I was working projection, and uh, there was a couple that was in the auditorium by themselves, and they were, you know, going at it. Indelective flagrunto. Yes. And so uh, I sent uh, a manager in there to, you know, to stop them. But this is, and this was the movie was over. So it's like the lights were up, is in the credits. They're still doing it. So, uh the person goes in there and they stand at the bottom, like hoping the people will see them. And they did see them, but they didn't stop. And so eventually they did stop. They come walking down the stairs and the guy just says to the manager, he's like, Oh, I was, I was looking for my keys. <laughs> it's like, uh, where, where were you? Where'd you lose? And them? how did they end you up know? in there? <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny, but <laughs> looking for my keys. Yeah. People just don't care. Do you, is there like a mile high club equivalent label for it? Like the real club, I presume. I would presume there are some kind of the clubs the, out there that, well, like, what do people call it? Meetup.com. No, I mean, like, they always say, like, oh, I want to join the Mile High Club. Yeah, most overrated. What, what would you call movie universe. theater? What would you call movie? Th- hey, this, depends on who you're with. This, no, trust me. On you this always you always going solo was, on that. No, my high club is is the the star, hypothetically not worth the grief, and I'll the, just leave it at the that. Star is Born Club. The Star. <laughs> there you go. More ways than one, maybe. Yeah. Maybe somebody will be born after that. Yeah, they're going to be a big star. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you were conceived during the screening of, of what dreams may come. Speaking of conceptions, just real quick. Uh, so I was invited to a uh, a party at Dozy Doe, Big Barn the oh, other yeah, night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had a Bee Gees tribute band playing. And I did not realize the hold that the Bee Gees still have on people. There could have been dozens of oh, spontaneous me, pregnancies, and except that the average age of the, the the female audience member was postmenopausal. These women were doing. Even my own wife was this cl- far away from like throwing her own brazier on the stage for these guys. Wow. Let me tell you something. It was I, insane. On Thursday on the ticket sub, I lost the game, so I have to see Mama Mia, the second one. <laughs> yeah. So. I had no idea what Mamma Mia was, mm-hmm. and so I saw that it was available on Netflix. So I, <laughs> I uh, Jason and and Leo came over because I was like, I, and Holly had no interest, and I didn't realize who Abba was really. Yeah, because I knew of Abba and I knew a couple. Of the yeah, songs, you're a little young for. But they for had ABBA. the whole movie where where it's Abba songs, mm-hmm. and I go, I I think a lot of people like this movie because of that. And then I saw how much money they made, and I was like, yeah. I get it now. Like the people still like ABBA this much, and they even say like even you read the reviews. One of my favorite reviewers is I think I want to say his name right. It's in English. He's in England, and his name's Mark Carmode. I want to say that's how you pronounce his last name. But he's a very respected film critic. He's one of those Roger and Eper kind of like a very, very enlightened on the film world, and he love he loves critiquing things. Well, he basically I was listening to him, and he basically says. I couldn't help myself because of the ABBA songs. The plot didn't make a lot of sense. Oh, it was yeah. very stupid. The plot's non-existent. It was just the strung along. It's called a jukebox musical. It's okay. But the music gets you going. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard. He's like, it's like one of the weirdest movie experiences he's ever, <laughs> ever had. Because he's like, this isn't good. Why do I like this? And then... Purely um, the songs. 
And I can see it. But you, can, you, you watched it? I watched Mamma Mia, the first one. What did you think of Pierce well, Brosnan singing? Well, that, uh, no, that's my that's my movie review for this week, because next week's going to be Mamma Mia, the seconding happening, okay, or the so return. Okay, we'll, so we'll, we'll hear I, about Pierce Brosnan singing yes, on Thursday. Stick then. to yeah. Remington Steel, Pierce. Yeah. Actually, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> you seen it? Musical, Have you seen the movie? I've, yeah. I am in musical theater, and I still hated Mamma Mia with a white-hot passion. It was just horrible. It was well, I think terrible. Well, my, I was thankful for is I didn't even know what it was. Like I didn't. I mean, I think I might have heard it had to do like the way I describe it now to people is if you ever seen Across the Universe, it's very similar to that. They tell a story based off of an artist's songs, songs that right? weren't written for that purpose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's the problem with the jukebox musical because Billy Joel's got one called Moving Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever it's like these songs weren't meant to further a plot, so you're trying to bastardize. Well, especially them with that. when you take a step back and look at what's really happening in the story. A lot of this stuff is really weird, and like it might sound good in the song. Thank goodness I had subtitles on because I don't know Abbasan. So I was like, "What are they really trying to tell me here?" Like one of the strangest things with the movie was the mom never told. The whole the whole premise of the first one is she invites her maybe dads to her wedding because her mother never told her one thing until the daughter found a diary, and somehow the mom slept with three dudes within the same time period that might be with their the same, dads. Within the same ovulation period. Yeah. Yeah. Mama's a hussy. Well, no then, I, then Holly goes, you know what's weird is really technically there's only one to two days that a woman is off. Right. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> so this movie's telling me. And, it's, and she even calls herself out in the movie that she was a slut. Like, I get it. And <laughs> I was just like, but they're not really, I think it's really strange the way they present it because it's all happy and all this stuff is like, isn't that kind of weird? I could have made this movie for like one tenth of the budget. It's like get three Q-tips and say, open up, wait two weeks, and we're gonna, you know. Oh, okay. And you know, I didn't know what you I, meant I there for say, DNA swabs. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say, and I'm notorious <laughs> for this with Holly, is like when she wants to watch one of her silly movies, I always read about it and kind of get the gist of what the movie is. This is the first, like one of the first times in a long time I did not spoil the movie for myself. I didn't do any research. <laughs> and I, and I did tell Holly I was like I'm actually enjoying this movie because of that because I don't know what's going on and I don't really care I mean even after the end of the film I even called it like halfway through the film I go you know what's going to happen this 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 and this and I go I think that's what's going to happen it's going to happen something similar to that and it did and I was like but it's not making a bad movie but it was just kind of like well I knew what to expect that's what for me it was just watching going okay what other movie is song are they going to bastardize is that not a Broadway or not Broadway I keep forgetting Broadway yeah it's a Broadway sad. musical it is yeah. so okay it's huge side question Broadway mm-hmm. means New York yes okay but Broadway doesn't mean LA Houston so when no. I say I'm going into Houston to watch a Broadway you, I'm like no you're wrong it's a musical. no you can watch a a can Broadway it, bound show or a show that's a, you know like is Broadway the only opera. musical no 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 so Broadway is just a place yeah uh-huh. So. Broadway's an actual so, Broadway right. Avenue in New York. So is Mamma Mia a musical? Yes. That I can, is that before or after the movie? Before. It was its turn from the oh, that makes sense, in the yeah. movie. It was only a t- matter of time before they did a movie. Well, the second one, Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again, that's what it's called. Is not. It is. No, it's not. But it's uh, better reviewed than the last one. Yeah, we talked about the yeah. we talked mm-hmm. about the Rotten Tomato so, game. So but you should really is, enjoy this one. The, this no, I'm probably sequel, not. I'm probably not going to really enjoy it. But <laughs> the problem is the sequel features the songs that didn't make the cut for the first one. Man, These when I walked the by that theater, Leo it, was very educated on ABBA, and she knew a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "That's not even a lot of their popular songs." So I was like, "Oh, they're probably going to be in this next one." Well, because right. they had to find songs that would further the plot. It's like, okay, we can. Change the gender of this one to "Does Your Mother Know" 
so a girl can sing it instead of a guy this time. Or, I mean, I, if, if anything, if I'm ABBA, I'd be like, yeah, give it. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the, they they got it. Believe me, they're they're not hurting for this one. In fact, they've actually reunited again, and this is a group that's more fractured than Fleetwood Mac. They actually literally married each other. You have two guys and two girls, and guy A was married to girl A, and guy B was married to girl B, and then they got divorced, and then they swapped spouses. They got married, and then they got divorced. That's a cool VH1 mm. after behind the music, behind the band, or whatever. yeah, yeah. I would love to just sit there and be like, so when did you decide this to switch? <laughs> and when did y'all decide to make it okay? Was it the money? Yeah, it was the money and the music. Had it had it been. Well, I loved the, uh, my favorite VH1 behind the music was for ACDC because there was no band strife. The whole time was them just loving, you know, Brian, um, uh, the, the, the singer who replaced Mon Scott was going on. This is a dream come true. They all loved each other. They'd had a great time. It was almost boring watching it, but it was, it was well, refreshing. Oh, I wanted to ask y'all, and I, especially you, Skippy. I watched this interesting documentary on Netflix called Wild Wild Country, and it was basically a thing covering the Bagwam thing, the OSHA Bagwam, you know, that that uh, guru that built that thing in Oregon. Oh, oh, oh. And mm-hmm. we, I don't know if you were really around for that time because you might have been in another country. I think, what year was that? It was like the it was the eighties, early eighties. Uh, it was right around. I, I was came born back in eighty six, and I think they had they got all the legal trouble like in eighty five. I would just moved back to America okay. from England. In well, it's it somewhat an international story, but I mm-hmm. had questions about that, and I was like, a lot of stuff that the show presented, I was like, this isn't what really happened during that time, because I didn't realize, you know, the they probably went to a lot of movie theaters and did it. That's what kind of religion it was where there's just carefree during the 70s and mm-hmm. early 80s but they didn't really touch on that and i was kind of disappointed in what they're showing and i don't know where i'm going with this i don't know why i brought it up <laughs> i'll tune into it on netflix and so, watch it's inter- it's like a six series part and it's pretty pretty extreme interesting but uh so it's like a cult well see that's that- what i'm saying like the way they present it in the show it is and it isn't and there's a lot of legal stuff in it that's very interesting as if you're like a constitutional law. Like to give you an idea what happened was they were in India and they were afraid to be prosecuted for XXX reasons. So they moved and they bought this like 80 – I think it was either 8,000 or 80,000 acre place in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Well, the people in the surrounding areas didn't really like what they were doing because they are basically building a city, like a full-out city. Mm-hmm. And they used legal things to prevent them. So what the – city people or the Bagwan people basically did is they used the law current laws in the area to change the way like they took over the city council they you know basically consumed the surrounding areas and there was an interesting thing on the legal side because for example they wanted to keep growing the ownership so they were going to take over the county and so what they did was the current registration voter laws where you had to be a resident of the county for 20 days so they bust a bunch of homeless people to hang out in the commune, basically, you can stay here. You're gonna live with us for 20 days, and they're gonna vote. Well, they they literally the I think it was either the U.S. or the state government prevented them from voting. And I was like, I feel like there's someone been a bit sued for this, and it's not gonna be what. You well, think. there was a not dissimilar situation that happened not too long ago in Montgomery County. Just when there's a situation with, oh, okay, so I only have to have a the residence can be a hotel room here for 30 days? Okay. And yeah. that actually, someone actually went to 
jail for yeah like voter fraud was the deal mm-hmm. but i was like man that's that's kind of an interesting scenario mm-hmm. well it's very up in the air because it's not technically fraud when you're following yeah the law but then it got to well it's not the spirit of the you follow the letter but not the spirit well it's the letter that counts yeah and it caused a big kerfluffle here in montgomery county just a couple of years ago yeah and like that's why i was kind of interested to see the they, they change the laws clearly after that but what an interesting idea concept is to bust all those people in so they could have voters, and it was it was it was weird a weird documentary just because it was right before I was born. No one ever told me about it and how serious because people were thinking it was gonna be a Jonestown kind of situation, mm-hmm. and it was just a giant commune basically. And yeah. the, the leaders were just a little weird. A lot of people were trying to find like they themselves. They tried to kill people. Like like my favorite one that was a surprise was the Salmonella. Salmonella. She they basically put like a group of them put it together and they went to the local salad bars and put it all over the food because they're trying to prevent people from voting so they're trying they made like 800 people sick mm-hmm. wow no one died though so i was wondering if it was- well the 80s <clears throat> that was the decade of excess for sure uh, we talked about it before uh a lot of people were convinced that we were all going to go up in nuclear dust with this against the soviet union uh going against the the yuppie movement formed going against the me generation of the the 60s with free love and and you know kumbaya their kids were like no i grew up with nothing with a name like moonchild so i'm going to now become a bank vice president and live for today and that led to the sexual revolution which came to screeching halt with the onset of aids and so they got into grunge where their kids were like oh too much success i've got guilt for being so have everything paid for so i'm gonna wear flannel and then their kids, and that's how it just each generation kind of is a mirror reflection of the previous. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. Chris, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, this was, was a back. lot of fun. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. We're going to have some special guests tomorrow. We have the Montgomery County Community Foundation in the studio. Uh, that's going to be around 945, 10 o'clock. And they're going to be talking about the upcoming nonprofits who they're you know, helping out. Yeah, they they chose several to to assist. Uh, I came across this headline the other day, and really looking forward to talking to them. So that's gonna be tomorrow. Uh, Chris, they can find you on Twitter. Yep, at the C L A P P E L. Okay, and yeah. also the Ticket Stub podcast every Thursday yeah. at noon <laughs> o'clock here at the underscore Ticket Stub. So you and me and the Burris will be here, and then uh, Sean, thanks Hello. for ch- checking us out, being here. Um, my pleasure. You'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> I guess I'll come back then. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Folks, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Great lineup today. IRLoneStar.com for more information. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. Look forward to uh, seeing you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. We'll see you.